I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome to Insight Sources. This is Scott Simpson. I'm filling in for Boyd Matheson today. Uh, Boyd's taking some personal time. Uh, I am a co-host of KSL at Night. Uh, spend a little bit of time uh, in the basement here at KSL. They let the hooligans run the show at night and occasionally let us uh, on in the afternoon uh, play with the big kids. Uh, grateful for the chance to be here and wish Boyd the best. And he'll, I'm sure he'll be back uh, first thing next week. Uh, a lot going on in the news today. Um, we're going to take a few minutes to talk about the January 6th committee and whether or not um, it will accomplish anything. And it's, it's an interesting way to frame the debate. Um, I am skeptical. I came into it skeptical. And it's not because of the, you know, the purpose of the committee isn't important. I think the event of that day was extraordinary. I've never seen anything like it. I hope to never again see anything like it. It's not the kind of uh, behavior or experience that I think that w- any of us in our country would hope, um, uh, it, the kind of engagement that we would hope to see from from the public, uh, you know, toward their government. The thing that makes me skeptical, uh, again, it's, it's not the purpose. I'm not skeptical about um, uh, the participants necessarily, but I, I am a little bit skeptical about the process, uh, the political process that we're in. Uh, these days, um, years ago, so 20 years ago, I was the executive director of the Utah Republican Party, and this was back. We were in the wake of the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky events, and there was a you know the first time in a very long time in our country we had this impeachment hearing. And having gone through that, experienced that, and tried to message from you know, albeit a local but political perspective around that, I just I at this stage watching these sorts of events and having watched them unfold over the last. 20 years, I got to believe that I am in full expectation management mode. I'll give you an example. Going into this event, um, in, into this hearing last night, I had heard the news that they had hired, the committee had hired an ABC News executive to help them produce that. And I just, I think these things are serious. They require seriousness. I just don't, I worry that things could be overproduced, potentially underproduced. And and for this thing to land perfectly where it should, um, it, we're going to have to be – It's the, the folks that are the participants, the committee members have just – they've got to 
land this plane on a very short runway, and it, it's hard to to think that that's going to accomplish anything. So uh, let's uh, break this down a little bit. You know, Congresswoman Liz Cheney of Wyoming, our neighbor, she has uh, one of one of two Republicans that have agreed to sit on this committee, and and this committee's done some serious work. Uh, over a thousand depositions taken. Over the last uh, year or so, that's just just extraordinary amount of work. Whether it amounts to anything, I guess we'll see. But the purpose was laid out last night by this committee, and I uh, just want to sort of reset that stage and see if it's worthwhile. So this is Congressman Liz Cheney talking with her opening remarks last night. Honorable men and women have an obligation to step forward. If those responsible are not held accountable... And if Congress does not act responsibly, this will remain a cancer on our constitutional republic, undermining the peaceful transfer of power at the heart of our democratic system. We will face the threat of more violence in the months to come and another January 6th every four years. So she de- declares this a, the potential of becoming a cancer. This is obviously not a retrospective entirely. Looking forward, if this is not addressed, is... She believes that it will, every four years, uh, cause us to face another concern. Again, I, 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 th- this was a serious event, and uh, I don't think we want to see this happen again. I worried uh, that we would hear in this, as we often do, a great deal of hyperbole. Frankly, I watched the first hour of the debate live last night, uh, or the committee hearing last night. I don't feel like I heard hyperbole. I thought it was careful and deliberate. The problem is, is we don't hear it all in isolation. We have there's uh, follow up, um, all of you know the 24 hour news cycle and all the talking heads that are now trying to put framing around this from both sides. And we're not going to be able to avoid hyperbole as we go down. But um, the one element that they went straight for last night that was a little bit surprising is implication of President Trump. Um, Cheney goes on to uh, declare. Uh, the source or the cause for this attack. Those who invaded our Capitol and battled law enforcement for hours were motivated by what President Trump had told them, that the election was stolen and that he was the rightful president. President Trump summoned the mob, assembled the mob, and lit the flame of this attack. Again, I, I, yeah, clearly the committee has decided to go straight in the front door with this uh, accusation uh, against the president. The case is being made here um it it uh <laughs> i've seen this before i feel like i've been to this rodeo uh, of of public hearings of congressional attempt at action that ultimately results in inaction and a lot of creation of different political footballs and uh, uh yeah i i i'm i don't know i'm interested to find out what happens next and how this gets picked apart um there are others on the committee that had the opportunity to speak uh, last night. Representative Benny Thompson is from the South. Uh, that will be very obvious when you hear this sound, but uh, g- giving his perspective uh, on the committee. We swore an oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The words of the current oath taken by all of us that nearly every United States government employee takes have their roots in the Civil War. Throughout our history, the United States has fought against foreign enemies to preserve our democracy, electoral system, 
and country. So the seriousness, I don't think, of, is in question here. Uh, it is a fact. The events of that day, the, the, news, the, the news footage, the security footage, the video that the committee displayed last night, I, I, I think lays out that the event in fact happened. There was an insurrection. They attacked the Capitol. There's going to be a lot of question about whether or not the president is responsible for this. And the other question is, will this move the needle of public opinion? Again, I'm in full expectation management mode. I think most people have spent the last year and a half trying to make up their mind. And uh, I, I just think that's, that's where we're at. Uh, there's a lot of hyperbole yet to come. We've got to sort through this. Uh, and I think you know Boyd is the guy that's going to guide us through that for, for the next um, several weeks as, as this continues to unfold. Up next, uh, we're going to be talking with Treasury Secretary, or listening to J- Janet Yellen as she interviewed with the New York Times about the risks of recession, wondering if this will confuse the vote. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.